You are now listening to the All In Audio Experience. Presented by Undefined Complex. Welcome to the All In Audio Experience, everybody. Welcome back to another week with your boys, Trent Malone and Jordan Allen. Yep, yep. So this week has been it's been pretty interesting, you know. Uh, we're gonna get into some sports later, all that, but we're gonna talk about something that actually happened about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Robert Smith. What happened with that? So you know, we got a Robert Smith scholar here. So you know, yeah, I'm a little. Let it come from him. It was hurtful, man. Um, so basically, um, it was tax fraud. So he had some, you know, some foreign assets. I don't know exactly what they were, but um, ultimately he has to pay $140 million um, to cover what he didn't pay in taxes from foreign assets, foreign accounts. Yeah. Offshore accounts. You know, you know, when people talk about like those Swiss bank bank accounts, it's kind of accounts like that. Just foreign bank accounts. Foreign bank accounts. You know, that's how these people, when you got real money, you distribute your money all over the place. So he got this money overseas or whatever. So um, basically he got, 85 million in penalties. Um, back taxes was roughly 30 million, and then about 25 million in interest. That so he has to pay. that's a good point. So, this is something we talk about in accounting a lot. When you, because there's a difference, there's a difference between tax evasion and tax avoidance. So, mm-hmm. avoiding paying tax in, taxes is one thing, and that's uh, legally uh, going through means such as deductions, trying to find every means legally to do it, evading taxes when you illegally do it. So that's one thing. But when you don't pay your taxes, which can be tax avoidance, there are penalties, fees, and then there's interest and all these compound. And so what the IRS does is they don't catch you right when you do it. Mm. They wait for a couple of years to go by for those interest and fees to compound. So say you avoided $20,000 in taxes, you're probably going to end up paying somewhere around $80,000 to the IRS. So that's a good point you brought up, how the initial amount that he evaded was only $30 million, but today he's paying, what, $140 million? He's paying $140 million total. Yeah. So, so, and this is, so I finally found it. So he um, failed to pay U.S. taxes on more than $20 million in assets from the um, Caribbean entities. So yeah, that's what it was all about and where it came from. Um, and he's been using this money. Um, I'm pretty sure for, you know, scholarships, you know, helping with STEM programs, really helping with the black community. It's been philanthropy that I think he's been able to move this money around and be able to help others with. So it's kind of hurtful to see you know, somebody like him, you know, get caught. But it is what it is. Um, so which one, you said there's two different types. You avoiding it and then the other one. There's tax avoidance and there's tax evasion. So tax which evasion is worse. Which tax evasion is worse. That's illegally not paying your taxes. Tax avoidance 
is the means by which you legally either don't pay your taxes. And so say, cause there's, there's terminology for all this. So when you don't pay your taxes for whatever reason, if you don't pay your taxes because you don't have the money at the time, but you still file your taxes. Mm. So there's a failure to pay penalty. And then uh, there's a failure to file penalty. Failure to pay penalties are more severe than failure to file penalties because what the IRS wants you to do is acknowledge that you have taxes to pay. So you file but can't pay it right now. That's one thing. The penalties and fees are a lot less for that, but they still are there and they still will compound over time until you actually pay them. So whenever you owe the IRS money, either way it goes, there's going to be interest and there's going to be fees that for basically... As long as you don't pay them, they're going to keep compounding because how they see it is how anybody sees it when you have their money is like you're you, costing them more money by not paying them in the immediate future. Mm -hmm, because they could be and, using that money at that moment. Yeah. But instead, you still have their money. Yeah. So, so but to answer your question straightforward, uh, evading taxes is far worse than avoiding taxes. Okay. All right. There we go. So. That's what you need to know about that situation. Um, now we're going to move over and talk about opportunity costs. Yeah. So we've been wanting to get back on our business tip. We've been having a lot of great guests, a lot of great interviews come through. Uh, shout out to Eric. Shout out to Marie Scott. Shout out to my boy, Greg Bussy, all of them. Mm -hmm. But we got to get back on our business tip. So today I want to talk to you guys about opportunity costs. What is the definition of opportunity costs? Okay. Opportunity costs is the cost for what you could be doing. So if I am spending my time outside, there's an opportunity cost for if I was if I could have worked a shift that day. So if I make 14 an hour and I could have worked five hours that day, I don't know, do the math. Let's put that like thirty dollars. <laughs> Something like that. That's Something more than like that. that. But so basically instead of choosing to work, so you chose to sit down and relax. Instead, you could have been working, making some money. So that's yeah. your opportunity, opportunity cost. cost. Okay. If I am about to build a building um, and I could have been using that money as an investment into whatever else investment that would have yielded me this much. So this building over the span of 10 or 20 years, whatever, the return on investment would have been like 30%. But there's another investment that I uh, could have put that money into that would have gave me a return on investment of 50%. That 20% in the middle is my opportunity cost. Mm, okay. And that's one way to look at it in business. But where it really applies to really heavily is your life. When you have energy and you have time throughout the day, whatever you put your energy and time into, you got to look at it as not just the accounting cost, which is the out-of-pocket cost, not just that $50 you spent or that eight hours you spent doing this. You got to look at where your time could be placed elsewhere and you got to make a rational decision on, is this going to benefit me as much as this? Because we end up, you know, we just waste our time on things that if you really could be spending your time where you wanted to spend it at, how would you really spend your time? So going to that, maybe $9 an hour job when you know that's not what you really want to do. Mm -hmm. There's a cost associated with that that you really aren't looking at. 
Yeah. You could be investing that time into getting that business that you really want to do off the ground. And it might not yield benefits in the immediate future, but you kind of got to look at it in the long term view. Yeah, that's like plus 40, 50 hours that you decided to put towards this instead of putting towards. That's what the opportunity is all about. So not just about the money part, but that time that you put yeah. into whatever you're doing. So you put in 50 hours at work, you make $400, but that could have been 50 hours towards your craft. Yeah. And you're sure. missing out on that opportunity or 40 hours towards your craft, 10 hours to relax, whatever that is, or to have your side hustle, wherever you want to put it. Those are the opportunities that you, you choose this instead of that. Yeah. And that's what it's trying to get you to do It's trying to get you to stop looking at that immediate number, mm. which is the accounting cost, like the out of pocket expense, whatever you see right then, the number of hours you see that day, there's an unseen cost to everything you do. Every decision you make, there's a cost to it. Like if I spend seven hours or 10 hours a week on my phone, all that time could have been spent doing something else, whether, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that's not saying don't be on your phone, but you know, like you get your little alert every week on how much time you spend on your phone. You, yeah, half of that could have been doing something better. Yeah, because I know I be sitting down sometimes. I'm just like, you know, I could be doing something else. I'm on Netflix. You know, they asking me, "Are you still there?" Yeah, I'm still I'm there. Facts, <laughs> like, but uh, don't come for me, bro. Don't come for me. I know bro. I could be doing something else with my life, but Facts. I'm right here. I'm putting my time into you, Netflix. But yeah, so I'm pouring into you, Netflix. <laughs> I'm pouring into you. So basically, you know, what y'all can do is, um, you know, life is all about these choices that we make, man. So, you know, make good choices. Try to, you know, as much information as you soak in, try to apply it, you know, because a lot of times we get this information and this opportunity costs, you know, something that we need to know is more than just economics is more than money It's um time that you're taking away from being able to do things that you actually want to do and things that can pay off in the long run yeah a lot of it just takes discipline because i know like it's not easy for it's not easy for anybody though so that's that's one thing like Mm -hmm. it's just as hard for us or uh anybody else especially the people who are successful they had to go through the same thing of really changing their habits, changing their decision making and really learning to get that satisfaction later instead of right then. And that's what it usually comes down to, because most of the things you do, whether it be eat something you don't want to or work out like it's painful in that moment, but you feel the benefits of it later, whether you're investing or anything you do, you you push off that that happiness or that that gratification right then so you can have something better later. And that's really what it is most of the time. Yeah. So I feel like opportunity cost helps with like being able to not think so much about that instant gratification. Yeah. And that's what it is. That's it. So, man, now let's get into my dirty birds. He got the hat on, but he really not a a Falcons fan. So Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. You got something else? Nah, because we go we go hit up with the poll questions later. So Okay, so my yeah. dirty birds. Yeah, I he think finally claiming his team, y'all. He finally claiming his team. Man, I would rather be. I would rather this be the Mike Vick era that I'm claiming, but I'm not. So, um, my idea is I want a new quarterback. Yeah. Okay. So you coming with this trade alert that you had the other day? So <laughs> I am basically what's his name? 
Schefter, whatever his name is. Adam Schefter. Adam hey, Schefter right now. This is what I think they should do. And y'all let us know. We don't put this on Instagram, but you know, when when y'all listen to this, if y'all don't see the poll on Instagram, y'all let me know if this is a good idea. Matt Ryan and Julio for Deshaun Watson. If y'all don't know who that is, that is the guy at Clemson that shredded Alabama and the guy Relax, with the Texans bro. now. All right. Painful memories. <laughs> that is painful. But when you first said it, I was like, no, no, no. What? But not for the Falcons, because I'm gonna be real. Deshaun Watson went to the A. That's where Deshaun he from, Watson bro. He went from to Georgia the A. Too, man. Uh, no, it would be lit. It would be everybody would be turned up over that one. I just don't think the Texans are that dumb, especially now that they got <laughs> Bill O'Brien out the door because he was dra- he was dragging down and taking as many IQ sales that they had left in the building out when I he was swear, there. Where man, like if they if they could have made a trade while Bill O'Brien was there, it it would have went down. If they yeah. well maybe not. I feel like Bill O'Brien does like Deshaun, but yeah. if it could have happened, oh he loved Deshaun. Happened. He loved Deshaun. I don't think any coach could dislike Deshaun because he just balls, but uh. I like the trade for Atlanta. I hate it for the Texans. But also another sticking point too is that I think Julio's finally got into that status of like he's untradeable in Atlanta because he's whatever problems they have, it's never been his fault. Yeah. He <laughs> produces every time. It's never been his fault. It's never been his fault. So I think people would feel some type of way, at least fans would you wouldn't feel no type of way if they got rid of Julio? No. Not for Deshaun. Not for Deshaun. Nah. They got nah, Deshaun. I... Any if they got Deshaun or Patrick Mahomes. Those are the only two guys that it would be acceptable. Of course, you're gonna have to give up more than Julio to get those type of guys. But so would it be okay for Lamar? That'd be the second coming of Mike Vick, but it would be. It would be okay for Lamar. I don't like. But I just wasn't thinking that. about it because okay. my idea of Lamar right now is you know it's hurting right now because of his weapons right now and it's really taken away from like my you know enthusiasm about him you know so you just saying? think it's the weapons you don't think it's nothing to do with his throwing ability he can he can improve but you know when you only have when your best receiver is your tight end it's hard when you don't have a a number one running back really you got two number twos or yeah. jk Gus, dobbins is a little disappointing jk dobbins gus and you know mark ingram He's consistent, but he's not that guy. You know what I'm saying? You know what, though? Like, I was kind of on the tip of, like, they're not really constructed to be a passing attack. Like, he doesn't necessarily have a number one dude. I'm going to be real, though. I think it's 50% of that. But 50% of me isn't sold completely on Lamar as the thrower. He doesn't have pocket presence. The pocket presence of a thrower, for me, like the nuances of throwing, like uh, the timing, the tight window throwing, um, just getting into a rhythm and just starting to ball, like ball out from just the pocket. I still haven't seen that Lamar. Like I don't, I'm still not sold on Lamar as a thrower. So talking about Deshaun, talking about Lamar, who would you choose right now if you were building a team to start your team? Um, Lamar? Anthony Jackson. I don't think that's his real name. Or Deshaun Watson. I'm going Deshaun because he is the full package. He is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson-esque. <laughs> Russell Wilson-esque. Okay. That's what they say. Yeah. So 
he got it all, man. And Lamar, Lamar still might be the next coming to Mike Vick, though. He 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 is, but he still Mike Vick still wasn't the best. He was the most dynamic. He was the most electric at his time, but he still wasn't the best quarterback in that time. We are talking about Russell Wilson, Mike Vick. If you could choose one of those two, who are you going with? Russell. Exactly, because Russell, Russell, you know, he just has that that it factor one, and he can but, make all the throws. But, 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 let me get throw this at you. We if we comparing young Russell to young Vic. I'm not sure, and if we put Vic on that Seahawks team and let him develop like Russell did. We're talking about a different That's conversation because Russell Wilson' early career looked more like Dak mm. than he did Russell. He mm. looked like a solid starting quarterback who can make the right throw when needed to be, but for the most part, he's not going to lose you the game. He's going to let that that great elite Hall of Fame defense, that Hall of Fame running back, and then play action pass you to death. But I think it's not more so Dak. I feel like Russell could still make all the throws that he needed to make. I feel like Dak sometimes doesn't do that. I feel like Russell is more so. He's not there, but he's in that Tom Brady conversation. Tom Brady always had that defense. He makes all the throws. He doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, but I'm saying Russell never – early in his career, he did not make like Big time, big time throws often is what I'm saying. Like, and I feel you on that with Dak. I think he's got a better deep ball than Dak did. Mm-hmm. And I, but I think other than that though, Dak makes the throws when he needs to though. Like he'll make a, a solid throw. Like he'll, he doesn't make the mistakes. He keeps his head like level and he's accurate with the football. He just doesn't make wild throws. Is what you're well, saying? Yeah, but also, do you think is more so they didn't take. They didn't allow Russell to make those mistakes early on. But I'm saying, like, yeah, but that's like that's what I'm talking Marshawn about. Lynch. But that's what I'm saying. Like, field. what if Vic we never saw we never got to see Vic develop. So we mm-hmm. we were choosing I'm saying you, you might be choosing Deshaun because we saw what a likeness of him got to develop into. And we're like, okay, cool. We never got to see Vic develop, so we don't know what Lamar develops into. For all we know, Lamar's got a big arm. Vic had a big arm. If he gets his throwing ability and pocket presence up to that level, then the bets are off. We've never seen that before. Not even Patrick Mahomes is that. We've never seen somebody who could take an 80 with their legs and 80 with they with their arm. You know what I'm saying? Straight so, up. That's that just is, something to think about. That is hurtful. It's like you got Michael Vick and you got Lamar, and they were both in situations where they had to carry the offense. Yeah. And this is that's what we're seeing again. It is two of the same situations. Uh, right now, I'm definitely going with Deshaun because Deshaun's an MJ as far as you remember. Dabo even said it himself. And like, I feel like Russell's a great comparison to him. I think uh, Patty's like a supercharged uh, Aaron Rodgers. So, supercharged. Supercharged. But uh, um, I'm definitely feeling you. I'm probably gonna go with Deshaun Deshaun Watson right now. But Lamar has he got some untapped potential. I think he's gonna be the hardest out of every quarterback in the league to get it all out of. But it's there. It's yep. just it's gonna take a lot of work. Yep. He you know as long as he stays healthy, you know he'll be able to develop into what they need him to be 
he gets the weapons and all that good stuff. So for sure. So y'all, we gonna put that up. One of our, I think we'll have like three polls by the end of the episode, but that's gonna be one of the polls. Deshaun or Lamar for your team right now. And that's it. That's what it is. So pivoting to the next topic real quick. The BET Awards. We done had we done had uh black Twitter, the black family, we done got into a little argument again. <laughs> uh Megan the Stallion won Best Artist of the Year. And um apparently Little Baby was supposed to win that joint. That's what that waffle do. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. Ah, it'll get but, you on um, best artist of the year, my dog. I'm crying, <laughs> bro. So, uh, before we get into mm. it, we go talk about. Uh, I guess Megan Thee Stallion's had a lot of number ones this year. She's had a lot of up and downs because she had the whole situation with Tory Lanez. Um, I guess the first thing to ask is who who you got? Like, do you think she? I'm not gonna go. I'll never go as far as to say she didn't deserve it, but who who you got? Because yeah, a lot of people. I don't say she doesn't deserve it, but I feel like with what Lil Baby's been able to do project-wise, um, I feel like, you know, he actually dropped a full-length album. He's been relevant in social justice. Um, and you even said he went double platinum. Yeah. So, like, as far as how like, do you, yeah. how do you go against that? And I guess uh, with a counter argument was it being that Megan Thee Stallion's had like three number ones this year between the song with Beyonce and WAP. And uh, she's also been in the news more, I guess, than Lil Baby. So she's been relevant, I guess. They both, a lot of, of people are bringing up stuff like that, but they both have been doing freestyles. Both have been all over the place. Um, My argument with that, though, of course you're going to go number one with Beyonce. You're gonna go number one. Yeah. So facts, stop. All right. Facts, number two. <laughs> I feel you because I'm like, <laughs> if I'm purely judging the music and judging what it did, I would probably lean towards Baby too. I just know I'm biased because Baby, my dog. Like we was on the phone last night. You know, Raleigh, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, oh, you know, he said he pulling up for an interview in a couple for, weeks. For sure. For sure. Full pockets full. You feel me? <laughs> anyways, um, I definitely don't. Uh, I just, I, I guess, I want to definitely don't think it's a gender thing like a lot of people were making it like uh y'all just saying this because it's a black woman winning it and y'all hating like nah it's not even that deep like y'all been winning this year like exactly meg has been doing her thing man she is the best she's one of the best artists out right now man so i just don't think she put enough body of work together to win it and you can't like he's got double platinum. He has had number ones as well. And when it comes to those number ones, I don't think he's had those features. Like if you're gonna have Beyonce on there, you're gonna go number one. All right. I don't care what nobody said. Yeah. And Cardi B, she's another one of those, you know, women artists that has that, you know, that fan base that will help you go number one as well. So yeah. I mean, and but it's like Baby has been like getting pub just like she has too. Like I think he was on the cover of Rolling Stone. I think he broke the record for like Billboard entries with like um 
like McCartney, one of the Beatles guys, but like he's really been breaking records too. So it has been purely music. It hasn't really been anything outside of that. So mm -hmm. if we go, it's an artist of the year award. I mean, artist I feel like the, the resume itself and it just it kind of just felt like BET was kind of just giving like she wanted off the popularity contest type mm -hmm. thing. That's kind of how it felt. That's what it I feel like that's what it is. Like it's we're no offense, but it's a popularity contest. Little baby is not He's not the person that you want to see. Yeah. He's not gonna wow you with you know the flexing and all this other I mean, stuff. He's, he's a, he is he is he is gonna do that. I feel like he is a little bit, but he's not he's not flamboyant for real with all of that. I feel like he's his natural style or yeah, it's not like he's going out of the way to get that attention that kind no, of way. No, I feel like like. BT was like almost catering more towards the women with this one because you definitely gonna get you gonna get yeah you about to hey y'all go ahead and attack him for that I <laughs> I just feel like they was just a little bit catering towards the women with this one I mean they are the tastemakers a lot of the time and BT hasn't been in the good graces of the black community the past couple of years mm -hmm. so I don't know this is just me random thoughts but. Y'all let us know what y'all think in the polls. We definitely gonna shout out, uh, throw a little poll out there. See how y'all feel about it. Yep, y'all let us know, man. Is it Lil Baby or is it Meg? Let us know. All right, next topic. Yeah. So we were seeing on ESPN um, thoughts about Harden going to Philly. Bruh, 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 bruh. So... I see what Stephen A was doing because I feel like Max Kellerman and Stephen A had like a short term and a long term kind of viewpoint, which was Stephen A could see Philadelphia moving Ben Simmons, who can't shoot. <laughs> and I done wrote for Ben Simmons so hard. Like, he's like the guard version of Giannis to me, bro. He's 6'10. He can get to the rack whenever he wants. He locked down on defense. I think he got all NBA defense this year. Um, he can dish better than a lot of people mm. in the league. Like I think he gets people open for threes more than anybody. He's had some type of stat that he's made more open or got more people open dishes at the three than anybody over the past couple of years. Like he does it all, and as a talent, he's like a LeBron level generational talent. Yep, he just can't shoot at all. It's not even he can't. It's like he won't. Yes, bro. Like maybe he can. We just don't know. You don't do it enough, bro. No, bro. Because if you could, you would. Like it don't make no sense, bro. Like you played basketball probably since you was twelve, maybe younger than that. Probably younger than that. You play AAU ball. You went to Montford Academy. That's a basketball school. Y'all don't even do schoolwork half the time. You know why you went there. Mm -hmm. You went to LSU. You play basketball every day and you can't shoot at all, bro. What were you doing? He like, man, I'm not, I'm not conforming to the league. I'm being the old school magic. That's bro, what he said. The '60s, bro. I think even Bird was shooting some jumpers. You feel oh, me? Oh yeah, like, Bird was definitely shooting. Come on, bro. Like, that don't even make no sense to me. Like, what do you do every time you go in the gym if you don't shoot? You just dribble the ball around. Your handles look nice. So apparently yeah. that's what you do. But anyways, Stephen A. Smith was talking about trading Ben Simmons away and getting James Harden there with Joe and B. And I think in the short term, that'd be a more short short term thing. Is like you're trying to win a championship right now, because I think those two that that's a nasty combo. That's 
because James Harden, hard beat, you man. feel me? James Harden, they never had a big on that level. Uh, Cliff Capella was not that nice, and Dwight Howard. No, sir. Nah. He was out of his prime. At he was out of his prime, and he ain't never been an offensive dude. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I like it for the short term. If you're trying to win a championship right now, the only thing I don't like is the fact that I don't sure that still gets you over the hump <clears throat> as far as beating. I don't know, bro, because if you got that team with Tobias Harris still and Al Horford still, mm, that's, you that's might, hard to that's beat. Tough. That's that tough. Might, that's definitely that's the tough. Nets. That's and, championship. In the Sixers, I think they beat the Nets off the strength of the fact that the Nets going to need another year to really get right again. Yeah. And I just think that might be a better team than the Nets because KD is not guarding Embiid. He's too big. No, and James Harden is making sure they put up points. And I love Kyrie, but James Harden is just a bigger guard. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He's unstoppable. You can't yeah. stop him. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, so Kyrie I, I do like stop. that. Like, if you're trying to win a championship right now, but also for the long term, though, I think it, Ben Simmons, if he can find a shot, bro, I like him just as much as I like Luka and them. And I know everybody loves Luka. No, bro. If Ben Simmons <laughs> finds a shot, bro, because think about it. He's a better defender than Luka. He's just as good as a passer, maybe better. He can rebound the ball just like Luka can. Like, if he can get a shot, he can get to the basket easier than Luka. His his average shoots up to, like, 25 to 29 a game, and it's more efficient. Like, he's going to be scoring 27 on 50% just like LeBron. If We're he, doing a lot of what-ifs. Bro, this but is that's year the all, three. Bro, that's what I'm like. Yeah, and that's what I'm like. That's the only thing that kills me. That's like, the this only is thing. Year three, bro. That, that's true. That's fact. I think it might be year four. Or year four. Like, we can't keep doing this what if with this. Well, man. how can you not shoot at all, son? Like, even Giannis. Giannis didn't even play basketball probably until he was like 17, 18, probably. Yeah, exactly. I want to see Giannis go to the Heat, bro. No, that's going to break the dang league right there. Yeah. I, I would like that. I, I think he'll fit. The Heat, actually, I, I don't want that because I like the Heat, how they're organically growing their thing. I just want them to be who they are. I like the Heat the way they are. That would be a nice team, though. I'm I not feel like that's adding another dog to your team, low-key. You know, like, he's – like, he plays defense. Oh, you're talking about adding them without losing anybody? Like, yeah, just signing without, him? Oh, that'd be fire. Yeah, if they just was able to sign him. But his contract isn't up, is it? Not till next year. Well, I think he's got, like, a year and a half. But – um. Back to Philly, back to Philly. So what what do you think they should do? Because I you know they're going to have to. I would get rid of Ben. You get rid of Ben? If I can get Harden, I would do it. I feel like that's a good combination right there, big and a small like that. You got be a the, great combination. That's the best. That's one of the best small guys, small guys, because he's actually big as hell. But um, so – It'd be like him, Harden, Tobias. I think you'd have to get rid of Al Horford, too, just to make the contracts work. So say you send Ben Simmons and Al Horford away for James Harden. You do that? Yep, i do it. All right, my only thing. I'm going to throw one thing at you. One thing. Joel Embiid is always fat and hurt. He's always (laughs) out of shape. (laughs) He is always out of shape. And he is always getting hurt. He's had he came to the league with knee problems. Mm-hmm. And he got into the league and got some back problems, which is two things you don't want. Please believe, because knee problems lead to the back problems. So you know it's real. Yeah. So even with that being said, you still you still taking that that risk. 
I'm taking that. I'm taking that risk, man. Uh, I would if I'm like if it looked as good as if it looked as good as what they got going on in the West because the West is so deep. Like the Warriors are going to be coming back next year with the Splash Brothers, Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, and the number one pick. Or number two pick. Mm, yeah, one or two, something like that. Denver's going to be getting better every year. Mm-hmm. The Lakers are the Lakers. Yep. Clippers. And then, Clippers in it. And if some for some reason that team disappoints you and don't even make it out the East against them dogs in Miami and Dade County yeah. and then the Celtics and the Nets, you really just do yourself – I don't know. Damn. I feel you. I feel you though, because it's like when Man. you think about basketball, it makes so much sense. Like them boys would hoop. Like they be out there hooping. Them boy, that's that's three good dudes, man. That's three good dudes, and I really feel like James Harden would know how to feed and be and mm-hmm. get him going. That's three. That's two. <sighs> that's two elite dudes in in one. That like Tobias is really good, man. Tobias is really good. You got to take that if you're nah, trying to win. You're right. Now. I think I would do that because I just the only reason I would do it is because my my initial reaction is to trade away Joel Embiid. Mm. He's hurt half the time. Mm. Okay, he still got a bunch of value because if he can stay healthy, he's gonna give you 27, like 13, two blocks. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna give you some ridiculous stats out of nowhere. He's gonna be a top three big in the league. He's gonna give you a bunch of trade value. And then I could build around Ben Simmons with shooters. That is true. But I just don't think that team wins you a championship because I don't know what else to pair with him. Like my other my other goal would be to get him like maybe like a guard like Luca, somebody who can shoot. Like he gotta be it's gotta be somebody else that could put up twenty plus and can shoot. And I'm like, what Bradley Bill? Like Bradley not leaving with Wall coming back. It's over with. You need to. I like I love Wall, but Bradley need to just go find go in the Lakers or somebody. That, Come on, Wall, bro. Yeah. Wall is nice, man. Come Wall on. is nice, but he ain't played in like two years. <laughs> I ain't personal. I, I love John Wall. He was he was that dude. But uh, they ain't winning nothing anytime soon with John Wall if he was in his prime right now. So I'm like, it's not about Wall necessarily. It's just I I, I want Wall to leave too. Hell, they can both leave. But Washington ain't it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we gonna have to throw that poll up there. I feel you though. I feel you. Embiid is he he's not as healthy as Ben Simmons. So he's not as healthy as Ben Simmons. It makes sense. Like your your um availability is your best, you know, yeah, your best skill, best asset. But the second best thing in this league is being able to shoot. It's like they both got fatal flaws. Like they both got fatal flaws. They literally got everything else, size, athleticism, skills in the right area that like lets you get around the court. They can both rebound, defend, and they can't – one can't shoot and one can't stay healthy. But that's the thing, though. Like you said, if he's able to do it, that is a more doable thing. Your health, you know, that's you – know, either you got it or you don't. Now, yeah. the shot, that is something that can be developed. It's just a matter of doing it. And he could, he could be a LeBron type where, you know, if he gets – the ability to shoot enough, you can build a team around him that'll be able to win it all. And that's both of them are reaches because 
the one saving grace with Ben Simmons is, yeah, maybe you could teach him how to shoot enough to where, like, he can be serviceable and he could be the superstar that he's supposed to be. The thing with Joel Embiid is, like, when I really look at him, I'm like, because there's two types of, like, guys who stay injured. There's guys who just have chronic issues, like they got a bad knee and it's just going to keep happening. And there's some guys who get injured because they're out of shape. Mm. And so I'm like, if is it a fact of, like, because when you – when you're out of shape and you push yourself extra hard, that's usually when you get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like you try to do something you just physically can't do. You know what I'm talking about? Like you tired and you just keep trying to push and then bow. You hurt something, you strain something, this, that, and the other. Is it that or is he just a chronically, he's got chronic issues. And like at first I thought it was, okay, he's always out of shape. And then he's one of those dudes that just keeps on going, keeps on going until he strains something. But I didn't know that he came into the league with knee issues. Yeah. And, like, the way that works, because I got flat feet, usually stuff comes from the bottom up. Like, if you got flat feet, you'll your knees will usually start hurting because Kyrie has this problem that will usually lead to back problems. It's like a posture thing almost. Mm. So I'm like, if that's it, that could be chronic and you might as well, you better off trading him now while he's young and still got some value because – He'll almost always be hurt when you need him to be healthy. Mm. So, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I don't know. I don't know. It's a toss up. The Sixers are. They're in a bind right now. They fumbled the biggest bag in history. They did all that losing. Yeah. To get all these players. And there's something wrong with all of them. Markel fools all of them. But that's the thing, though. You know, they it wasn't a bad thing until they started giving contracts, you know, Embiid. Ben Simmons, you know, before that, you just getting picks. Yeah. You can flip these picks if you don't pay them. I feel like um, that happened when they didn't let the dude who started this finish it. Um, The guy who started with, like, um, the tank for whatever and getting in beat and Ben Simmons, they fired him. And then um, that other guy, Colangelo, came in and he picked Markel Fultz over Jason Tatum. And when that he makes came, no sense. It made no that sense. Does, and it was sense. like the, and then he also was the same guy that started trading guys away. Like he was a guy that traded Jimmy Butler away, I think, and then started putting these other dudes on the team. Like he really kind of mucked stuff up. Mm. They kind of had it fixed for a second when they had Jimmy Butler, they had JJ Reddick, they had a squad, you know what I'm saying? And they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then they started doing too much again. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And here we are with the Sixers. They're probably like the sixth best team in the league when they're healthy, or sixth best team in the East when they're healthy. Yeah. That's, that's Fifth or sixth, somewhere around that. Because mm-hmm. I'll take the Raptors, Celtics, Nets, Heat over them any day of the week right now. Ooh. Yeah, that's hurtful. Sucks. But uh, what's the poll going to be? It's going to be Embiid. Ah. Ben Simmons for Harden? I don't know. Yeah, we just going to yeah. have to ask the whole question. Yeah, we're going to ask the whole question. We're we going to get y'all. Actually, that's going to be one y'all hit us in the comments with. Y'all tell us what y'all would do in the comments, how y'all would fix this Sixers situation. Mm-hmm. Let us know, man. So, hey, that's it for the day, man. And um, y'all stay safe out here. And y'all stay tuned. We growing every day. Every day. Slow it down. I just dissed you. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>